There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. It's been a while, but we are bringing it back strong today. We've got three companies to talk about um, where we've got some social data that might be interesting to people. John Deere, Fiat Chrysler, and Apple. Mm-hmm. So those are coming up. I was having podcast withdrawals. I know. It's, it has been too long. Can you imagine being in the audience? <laughs> those poor people. I mean... To not hear from us, we apologize. Well, we had we had to squeeze one more in while Andy was still in his thirties. Oh, oh this boy. is this is it. This is the last one. It is. It's sad. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna have to ask my son tonight how to t- increase the font size on my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, how, it's definitely how to record must. shows on the DVR. <laughs> What's this YouTube thing, Sonny? <laughs> um. You got nine hours left. Yep. Till you're forty. The big four oh, baby. I'm mm. looking forward to it. I look forward to every stage of life with optimism and excitement. Although I say that I if I could be twenty five forever, I would. So hey, twenty five was a great year. Maybe twenty eight. Twenty eight, whatever. Kind of dumb at twenty five. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like physically? Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 25 seems right there. But I think before we get into Apple, Fiat Chrysler, and John Deere, we really need to take the time to pat ourselves on the back because I have not been a part of, in my entire career, I have not been a part of the what we just experienced in terms of the accuracy rate, the way these stocks have gone. It's been unbelievable, short and long, in a bull market. Crazy. We've had... We'll go through it. Nick, will, Nick can kind of catch us up on some of the trades, but I mean, Chipotle. Chipotle is the best. Unbelievable. We call because it on the way up. We call it on the way down. And my favorite part of that, I'm going to brag a little bit, was Nick saying, shouldn't we get out now? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. That at like, you're, like 420 you're a, or something. A serial I was like, no, holder. This thing is going lower. Paid off big the, time. The, the PI, the purchase intent data was just so terrible. I was like, this thing's going low. Now everybody's getting sick and they've got. And they it, right as they introduced queso, the one thing that could have done some good for the company. Now everybody's sick again because they got this hippie approach to food that I'm just tired of. I'm just I don't want to get into it because I don't know enough about food processes. But this non-GMO, I'm like, look, <laughs> old people like to do that. They like to rag on the young people when they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and use the word hippies. <laughs> Get off my lawn. With your, oh, boy. With your hippie burritos. Making everybody sick. <laughs> All right, so Chipotle, amazing. Uh, on the short side, again, Buffalo Wild Wings. Crushed that one. Yeah, oh, that, my gosh. they we, just we, we had a double up on that spread. Yeah, that was a big 90, one. 95% return. Exited yesterday. Unreal! That was so awesome. Yeah, I mean, Chipotle was full. B Dubs was full. Yeah, I, mean, I checked. 95%. I checked a lot of our positions yesterday and listened to our podcast. You know, snippets of it just to kind of hear what we had said and look to see what the price had done. 
And it was right. it was pretty incredible how accurate everything was. Nailed but I, I wanted to look at everything pre-earnings since we're entering earnings season here. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then on the um, on the upside, on the long side, we had Carnival Cruise Lines. It's still going. Yeah, still still holding Carnival Cruise. Lines. Looks good, and that's that's a slower mover, um, but has looked good ever since. Yes, that, it's up about ten percent since we talked about yeah. it. We've gone through an earnings cycle, held through it, just yeah. long long the shares. Yeah, um, Expedia. Right. Expedia, yeah. Crushing that one. Mild increase, or how's that look? Uh, bailed, bailed for a 25% return yesterday. On the options. Pre, pre-earnings. Just you to, did? Just, yeah, I didn't want to hold the earnings. Oh, I'm, I still have it. When are the earnings, do you remember? Uh, it's next week. Okay. So we, people have got some time to take a look and see what they want yeah. to do with that. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had Weight Watchers. Holy cow. That's another and, one. We run away. Nick was like, shouldn't we get out? I was like, no, this thing's going higher. PI data is amazing. What's Weight Watchers at right now? Weight Watchers, I don't know exactly where it is, but the earnings are on the 3rd of August. Okay. And um, still holding from 28. I think it's like 36 or something like that. I do too. And I think it's one of those we started to... We started, 37 and a half. 37 and a half? Killer. We is started, it up again today? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was it yesterday? 37 even. Wow. It, that one's been unbelievable. And the crazy thing is... You know, not to, you know, play Dr. Hindsight, but we started to notice the purchase intent on that one when it was like at 20 or 21 bucks a share. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it took us a little time to really believe it. And by then the stock was at 28 and we we're like, oh my gosh, did we miss the move? And then Landon was like, no, this thing has some serious, serious legs in the purchase intent data. Because the purchase intent data led by enough that I was still confident that the move wasn't finished. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it was still going up as the stock's going up, which hasn't been priced in yet. So I love that one. I think whoever this Oprah lady is is going to get pretty <laughs> wealthy on this. Wait, is, she, is yeah. she one of those on the TV? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is. Cause she bought 10%, right? I don't know. She's going to be making some serious cash. I think though. she bought 10% at like 10 or 5 between five and ten dollars, <laughs> so good move. Yeah, great trade, Oprah. Five X. It's good to be able to impact your own investments in that way, right? Absolutely. That's nice. Yeah, that's a nice string of trades right there. It yeah, is. it's been an unbelievable, and you know, I don't want to harp on it too much, but my arms getting I, sore, we, patting my back. We need to look into Weight Watchers data because mm-hmm. earnings are coming up on the third of August. Okay, and I'll, it's pretty high. Still holding just long shares. Yeah, and. Kind of curious if I should continue holding. Yeah, we need to check on that one. I think um, we had a long-term mentality going into it. Yeah, we did, but geez. She snapped the the downtrend in purchase intent and stock. It's crazy. Oprah did. Oprah yeah, did, yeah. When she entered it. It's insane. Um, but, you know, you've got to celebrate your wins in life, and this has been an amazing streak, so um, that's us celebrating. Plus, it gives us a little credibility as we get into these next three. Yeah. Um, Let's which Let's one start was Facal? Yeah, Facal. How do people say this? Like when you just say the ticker, do, do they say Fiat or I think you just say Fiat. FCAU, maybe I'll Fiat Chrysler is what I would call it. But okay, um, FCAU is the ticker. Yep, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Maserati. They got a lot of cool brands. They go. They've got Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. When, so what's going on with that in the? purchase intent data because i see the stock has 
kind of struggled mm-hmm. in uh, the last year or so. Well, in the last, yeah, it's been pretty flat for the last, I guess, for 2017. But just recently, it's been moving up. And what's interesting is over the last maybe oh, yeah. two, three, four months, purchase intent has really been dropping. Um, and so this this says to me that this is a one of those divergence plays where the stock is up and the purchase intent data is falling. So uh, that kind of you know rings the bell for me and says this is an opportunity to be bearish on FCAU. Cool, I like that. Our bearish plays have been really have been really paying. I think that there's there's clearly some cyclical or seasonal um, interest in it. It looks like on the purchase intent chart and like you're saying we're just kind of now yeah if you look at the summer the summer's always been high on the pi data yeah and the summer's low right now yeah and that's a bad sign doesn't look great yeah so you're right fcau uh we're looking at a bearish position but it's not super liquid right now no the stock is really gappy um it's not something i would personally trade just because the liquidity is a little bit questionable there's options but there's no volume or open interest on any of the options legs or strikes rather so um it is easy to borrow it's so it is shortable if you wanted to take on a short position here you know i may take on a short position if i do it would be small but uh, generally i just tend to avoid stocks that have this much gappy action in their one-year chart yeah, I I kind of agree. Like I don't I'm not really dying to get into this trade. I think if if I was out there and I was looking for something to get short on, if I was looking for something especially in this sector to, you know, hedge against some other, you know, positions in autos or something that mm-hmm. I had, this would be a great idea. I'm not sure I'm really jump, you know, chomping at the bit to get into this. I think maybe put it on my radar if the price if the stock price happened to you know, creep up in a bull market to 14 or something like that and get kind of out of this consolidation range and give me a chance to, you know, catch the pullback or something like that. I might do it, but, um, you know, I, I think it's one to definitely watch. I want to see how this purchase intent data translates to, uh, the automotive sector. It's something we're studying quite a bit and good opportunity if you're into it. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm going to pass on FCAU. Just I've got a working order. Atlanta's not passing. Yeah, it's Short it'll probably be working for a while. Twelve fifteen or something. Um, so I've got the the thirteen twelve buying the thirteen selling the twelve puts. For, oh, you did an options trade. Yeah, and I'm I've just got it working at sixty five. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, earnings are coming up in a week. So on the twenty seventh at uh, I think pre market actually ten a.m. which is kind of weird, but uh, yeah. So. If you're going to get in this one before that, there's your deadline. But I'm just going to put a small order in on it and let it work. Good till canceled. Hopefully, I get filled, but I'm not going to chase it because of the liquidity. I like I the, the only thing that makes me kind of want to do something here, I'm not going to, but all this uh, book gains, I just got all this capital from all these trades I booked yesterday. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know. Put it to work. I got to do something. Burn a hole in your pocket. I maybe, think, this, maybe this next one. I think usually, Landon, when it says 10 a.m. like that, especially for some of these foreign companies, uh-huh. that's the earnings call. Okay. They'll so probably release the numbers before the market opens. Yeah. So definitely get in before the twenty seventh if you want if you're looking about uh trading earnings. Yeah. Um moving on. 
You thinking John Deere? D E. Man, my grandpa loved John Deere tractors. My uncle still does. It's like a family. They were farmers, just generational farmers, mm-hmm. and they would not buy anything else. No. I mean, if it was not green, it wasn't going on their what's land. The red, what's the red brand? Steel? Um, Steel or something? No, that's orange. No, that's orange. Red that's, is... I love how they all have a color. Caterpillar's yellow. Isn't that cool? They all have a and color. And then the red one's like, I, I think, a Japanese company or something like that. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up while you tell us about the purchase intent sure. mentions and the opportunity in John Deere. So I really like the John Deere purchase intent chart. Um, going back to 2012, um, it's pretty. It's seasonal in summer and it's pretty flat, um, as is the stock. And then in the middle of uh, 2016, the, the summer of 2016 was really strong, followed by a bump up in the uh, a gap up in the price, and now a run up in the purchase intent data and another run up. Um, and basically, this is one of those. It's super high. And yet the data justifies it. And I think it can go higher type stories. We've had these before, um, sort of like a Weight Watchers. It's not that level of breakout, uh, but this is a very strong summer for John Deere. And um, so we think it can go higher despite being the stock being at five-year highs. And it's funny that you mentioned it's sort of like Weight Watchers as far as the PI go, purchase intent goes, because mm-hmm. the stock chart itself reminded me of Weight Watchers when we initiated a position right. it's like man that's high are you sure like yeah. that kind of well high. no just yeah. just no literally like the formation like the, okay the price action almost like a, a bull flag yeah it's, it's consolidating a bit right mm-hmm. now at all-time highs so i mean the stock is at about 126 all-time highs about 129 now it's got earnings on august 18th you know a, a lot of similar things that were going on in weight watchers um with price action earnings coming up etc it gapped up from 112 to 120 on the past earnings report. Mm-hmm. So we had a nice little gap up. It's holding strong in this consolidation pattern right now between 120 130. If it can break out into new all-time highs, it's just, the sky's the limit. It's got a lot of upside potential if it can break through. Right. And we just had all-time highs on the purchase intent data, which hopefully is reflected in the um, earnings report on the 18th. Well, it looks like the purchase intent is a nice forward-looking indicator in this specific example. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the stocks you can easily tell that the purchase intent is real forward-looking. And in this particular case, it looks like a good example. I like it. So, um, I mean, the IV is pretty interesting. The implied volatility in, uh, in Deer is the IV percentile is at 70. So it's at the high end of its range. Ooh. Kind of the low end of its IV range is 15. High end is 30. It's currently at 26. So okay. it's, it's near the top end of its So IV there's some range. movement expected. That's what implied volatility means. There's some movement expected, and there's some opportunity to sell premium when the IV is at these levels. So, you know, we like to be looking at premium selling opportunities here. So with the bullish data in mind, I have two opportunities here. One of them that I'm going to do, one of them somebody else might want to do. The one I'm going to do is I'm selling the September 115 puts. So they've got 50, okay. 58 days left until expiration. You're going to have to hold through earnings. And at the same time, buying the September, same month, 130 calls and selling the September 135 calls. Wow. So selling the 115 puts to finance okay. the purchase. So you've of, got a 130, 135 vertical, and you're also you're funding that by selling some puts. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Exactly. I'm funding a portion of it. So okay. the, the total debit is about 45 on this. So you're going to spend $45 per spread. Okay. You can, 
and they can be worth five. Yeah, so essentially the 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 puts are being sold for a buck. The call spread's a dollar forty-five. Got it. So you're financing a dollar of that dollar forty-five call spread by selling those puts. That's cool. So you could lose forty-five cents and be long the stock if it goes down, and you'd be long at yep one fifteen. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. So the break even on that particular example is one thirty point four five, which is basically right at the top end of that consolidation range. So if it breaks through that, that break evens money, in my opinion. Yep. I like that. Um, but the, the beautiful thing about this particular trade is you have a loss of that forty-five bucks between one fifteen and one thirty. So you really kind of have a small loss between oh, one fifteen wow. yeah, and one thirty. Yeah, that's cool way to look at it. And it has to really break down. Yeah, yeah. Escalated losses below one fifteen, but there's only an eighty percent probability that it'll expire below one fifteen. So I mean, a twenty percent probability rather. Okay. So we have an eighty percent probability that it's not going to reach that escalating losses level. I like those odds. Yeah, I do too. I've got some update for you on the colors. Let's hear it. Please. This is from Modern Farmer um, Magazine, 2014, The Color Wars. They wrote this paragraph. Okay. Kubota is orange, New Holland blue. So a tractor's hue is a helpful shorthand for a farmer's preferred machine. But most farmers either bleed red for cherry-colored Case IH, formerly International Harvester Case, okay. or pledge allegiance to John Deere's iconic green tractors. Gotcha. Nice. So I'm with you. Um, I'm going to trade this because I, I like the idea of being bullish John Deere because it's just like you're just betting on America, man. You're betting <laughs> on the American farmer. Like, absolutely. There's absolutely no reason not to get into this for me. And this data's... Looking really strong. Data looks solid. The name's great. I like the green. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, with this particular trade, you're you're risking forty five bucks to make four hundred fifty five bucks. Yeah. If it pops. With with a twenty percent chance that yeah, it, gets it worse. will be worse than forty five dollars. Yeah. What was your other trade? You said you had two. Just straight up selling the one fifteen puts. Oh, okay. So you sell them for a dollar credit, and basically your break even is one fourteen, which is pretty much right at the base of that gap fill from er- from the previous earnings quarter. So you would let the gap fill take place, essentially. Your break-even's at the bottom of the gap fill. That seems like a like automatic win, but... Yeah, it does <laughs> it seem like an automatic seem like you're win. Make a lot. I mean, it's huge risk because you're short. Um, I mean, yeah. you could just be long at a, at the, a bad strike price. You could always but. do a ratio. You could sell two or three puts for every call spread that you buy. That's cool. A lot of ways to skin the cat, but... Oh, yeah. I think... Um, I, I like the idea of... Bullish is the play. <laughs> bullish is the play. Sell the puts to buy the call spread. I like that one a lot. Now we're going to get into Apple. Um, they've got... They've kind of disappeared for me, just as a consumer. I'm just talking about just me. They kind of disappeared. I really haven't thought about Apple or Apple products or anything for... Quite a while. I agree 100%. I used to be a fanboy, checking Apple Insider blog every day, knowing everything about everything about everything. You were. You you knew it all. And now I don't even know the last time I was on any Apple blog. And they got the... You're not alone, according to the purchase intent data. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about that. I mean, we got the earbuds now, I guess. That's something, but I don't know who's doing that. I haven't seen those in the wild. Have you guys seen those? I have not. Earbuds. The- Are you talking about the AirPods? The like the wi- the wireless ones. Yeah, whatever. What are they called? Yeah, Ear- earbuds are the wired ones. Oh yeah, no, I'm oh, talking about yeah. the, uh, the the wireless. Yeah, earbuds essentially. 
Yeah. The AirPod, yeah. They're called AirPods. AirPods. Have you yeah. seen those on people? I've never seen them. I've never seen them. Except Aaron Klein when he takes a selfie with them on. Oh, he does. He's yeah. got them. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, so he's where you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he, he loves some Apple. So Apple, is, this chart is very seasonal around their September announcements. And um, the thing that, you know, I love talking about Apple, but asking me for an opinion on Apple right now is kind of like asking me about ice cream in January. I mean, their season's not here yet, right? So um, we'll get there. I think we got to wait on uh, September to, to be able to see how people are reacting to their next event. Um, the The last move was big move up was justified by the purchase intent. It's since pulled back to non September levels, and it's just kind of hanging in there now. So I think we we don't have a lot of insight on Apple until around September. So um, I think it's run up a little too high. Personally, this is not really the data talking, but yeah, I mean it's at all time highs. I think it's just, earnings on the first of August. Yeah. So so I think. What's cool about Apple is like what you're saying, the seasonality yeah. is is unbelievable. And how fast once that seasonality hits, because it is that big event where new products are announced and so on, mm-hmm. how fast we can tell. It's usually within a week. Right. We can kind of gauge the enthusiasm that consumers have oh, absolutely. for what's coming here. So I think that you gotta keep that in mind as you're thinking about Apple. And as you're thinking about trading it or, as, you know, if you're a shareholder or researcher on Apple, like Folio data, the week or 10 days after the Apple event is money. And it's, and it's good for predicting months out. Yeah. Because that enthusiasm for that new product or whatever it was stays and translates into sales or lack of sales, depending on which year you're looking at. Yeah, I, it, well, it's like the September or the 2015 one was weak. A PI data was weak, as weak as it's been, and the stock just has sold off, sold off from there. And then this last one, 2016 one, was really strong, and now the stock's at all time high. So it just, it's like sets the tone for the entire next year. I could see the 2015 one being weak because that was success, and then last year was the iPhone seven. So success is just like, eh. Boring. We already know what to expect. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you're just doing a moderate improvement Pl- on place, a place set, seven. Was a brand new design. You know, I mean, are there rumors? Like, what's the there, what's the there September are thing? rumors? The September thing is the ten year anniversary of the iPhone. So, streets expecting something. You know, some wow factor. The thing that disappoints me about the rumors is, well, we'll get into that here in a second. So, the rumor is there's going to be three different iPhones. Two of like the standard 4.7 inch and the, and the five and a half inch, you know, so whether it be called maybe iPhone 8, I don't know. Then they're expecting potentially a premium version called the iPhone X. Okay. And that's a 5.2 inch OLED display. So your standard retina display is an LCD backlit display. And OLED is this organic light emitting diode where every single pixel is its own diode. So you get true blacks. We've talked about it before, mm-hmm. the LG TVs, the yeah. OLED TVs. Yeah. So they're going to use this on as their technology on the phone. But who used to be the biggest copycat of Apple phones, the iPhones? Samsung. Yes. Where do you think they're buying their OLED displays from? 
Samsung. Yep. <laughs> they bought them from Samsung. Yeah, it's switched. It's technology that Samsung's already been using. It's edge to edge glass display, all glass body. Samsung's already kind of doing that, right? I'm holding it in my hand. Yeah. And no home button. Samsung's already pretty much doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. And 3D sensors well, supports got- facial recognition. I think Samsung already does that, yeah. right? So all the stuff that they're doing, it's, it's reversed. Yeah. So you going to have a wireless charger? Wireless charging oh, on all three models. Where have I seen that before? Yeah, on all three models. <laughs> I've had that for two years. Waterproofing <laughs> with the iPhone 7. They finally caught up to Samsung on that one on the last iteration yep. of the iPhone. Yep. Regardless, so, so this premium model is expected to be like 1200 bucks. Is whoa. the camera going to... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa Dang. is right. That's legit. I bet the camera's... The camera is supposed to be Because that's where Samsung's always had iPhone betas on the camera. They've yeah. always had iPhone seven cameras. Pretty, uh, yeah, I think it's seven, iPhone seven. Did it catch up on that? It's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Okay, especially if you get the seven plus with the deep or depth effect. Okay, it's, it's pretty serious. It's got two Good. different lenses in it. Uh, yeah, the premium version I think is going to have two or three lenses. I mean, it's like out of control. Twelve hundred and <sighs> so improved camera, A eleven processor, super 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 fast, and possible um, augmented reality functionality. So the AR stuff like Pokemon Go. No, no idea why they would do that. Enabled through the camera. Oh. Okay. AR functionality enabled through the camera. You never know. That could be cool. I mean, a- Apple's big um, advantage is their ecosystem. It's not necessarily their hardware anymore, and I think they know that. Yeah. And, and their ecosystem, Strong. Like Samsung cannot compete with Apple's ecosystem in terms of the apps that are there, iMessage, all that stuff. Like, I would have trouble leaving iPhone because I'm exactly. so addicted to iMessage. Well, yeah, that's the thing with me. I'm I'm so engulfed in their ecosystem from all facets of all the devices I yeah. use. At this point, like there has to be a major value pro- proposition for me to move away from Apple. Yeah, I agree. As long as they're as long as they're there with the competition, mm-hmm. I'm staying with them. But this I I also think that we have to keep in mind that the anticipation for this event is much greater than I think the last couple have been because it is the 10 year anniversary. Everybody thinks they've kind of been punting the last couple versions of the iPhone to kind of get this one to be their big splash. High expectations. Expectations are very high. And I think that's reflected in the stock right now. That's why the stock's at all time highs. I don't think that's necessarily sales driven as much as it is. We think Apple's going to finally start to come with something cool and new. And I don't think it's going to be limited to the phone personally. So one one cool thing um, so about the iPhone X real quick yeah. that has no home button anymore, just the iPhone X. The other ones are still going to have the home button. Um, they're thinking that this facial recognition technology that they're building into it potentially may be your home button. So you know you lift the phone up to your face and it recognizes your face and then unlocks itself. That could be kind of cool. That's yeah, neat. That is cool. Well, there's so much. I mean, there won't even be phones ten years from now. By the time I'm 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got oh, it in man. front of that one before you guys could say it. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So I don't think we're... We we're, don't have a... We're not going to take a direction on Apple. No we're going to sit and watch, see what their earnings are like, and then just watch the event in September. And then we should definitely do a show a week or maybe two weeks after their event to see where purchase intent looks like on the new next big thing. Yeah, I just love talking about the rumors because this is about the time when some of the rumors start getting really accurate. Yeah. And I thought seeing, you weren't on the blogs. How, how do you know all this stuff? 
Well, you know, I, I did a little research just to <laughs> kind of see. I also actually read there's, they've ordered 70 million of these OLED screens from Samsung. So that gives you an idea of their <laughs> the numbers are just imagine you're you're the guy in charge that gets that order. You're yeah, like, forecasting. All right, we need to build these. <laughs> That's a lot. And they're anticipating building 95 million in total. Wow, Samsung is. But they have a, they have an official order for 70 million. 70 million. Wow, that is cool. Well, pre- got, that's for the premium version. Mm, wow, that's a this, um, that's just for the premium. Yeah, just I mean that's the only one that has OLED. Oh wow, yeah, that seems high, doesn't it? Yes, it seems really high. It seems outrageous. Yeah, they know more than us. I'll give them credit for that. It uh, must be a crazy lead time on these things. Like they can do. Yeah. Well, that's a big number. You know, a hundred thousand a month or something. Yeah, they're doing so seventy million or. <laughs> no, it has to be more than that. Yeah, it has to be, have to be like. I hope so. Yeah, ten million be, a month. Ten million a month. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've we've gone through those. I think um, pretty cool. I think Deer John Deere is clearly the one of the three that all of us are going to hop on, and everybody should be hopping on the Like Folio app as well. We've got we hit record record usage numbers uh, a couple times this month, and uh, users are at an all time high. But in terms of activity. We had a couple days that hit uh, new highs. Very popular, very fun app to be on. Search Like Folio in your app store. Subscribe to channels of influential people. When they tweet about brands or products of publicly traded companies, there's cryptocurrency stuff on there. There's traders you can follow when they talk about cash tags. We've got new earnings channels. And, of course, the Like Folio channel where we put out uh, alerts on things like Apple, Fiat Chrysler, B-Dubs, Chipotle, all these things have gone through the app. So make sure you get that. And um, it's free money. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a free app and we'll give it in we've got a money back guarantee on it. So <laughs> you got nothing to lose. Uh good show, and we'll catch you guys in my forties. <laughs> <laughs>